Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, guys, welcome into episode 44 of Coffee and Shell. We got a big one as we've got some more news about NHL 23 that we are going to jump into. I'm Sleeves, joined by my two co-hosts, Kesso and Padre. And as we start every episode, let's get a little sense of how the boys are doing. Kesso, we'll start with you. You're now a week in to being a father. So how, how's it going? Uh, I'm exhausted, man. I was up till 2 a.m. <laughs> tra- you know, the baby had the hiccups, which... Um, Dude, it takes forever to go away sometimes. Really? And then this whole weekend, um, I had like this immersion um, negotiation like workshop to go Ooh, to, okay. which was really fun, surprisingly. Um, so last last hut episode, we had like three thousand people listen. I think. Yeah. Um, if anybody's interested in getting into like sales or any job where you'd have to negotiate, first book uh, I'd recommend "Never Split the Difference" by Chris Voss. Okay. Um, it was like this FBI um, terrorist negotiator oh, guy. I've heard of him. And he has a TED talk. Yeah, does he? Okay, I yeah. have to watch that. Then. Or a master class, yes. whatever they're called. Yeah, he has a master class. I think. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the things is like what applied in those like terrorist negotiations. How do they apply? Class. And do, um, you know, a couple of different case studies and like negotiate with each other um so applying some of those tactics so i feel like i learned a lot um, so it's pretty fun that's awesome dude padre what about you how you been this weekend uh good pretty busy we uh we had a birthday party for my daughter this weekend not for her but for her friend so we okay. were over there today yeah so we just kind of hung around got some yard work done nothing crazy just typical we dad are old, life now. bro I was at yeah, a that's, like the, that's like the ultimate dad weekend right there. I was at a wedding. I'm almost done 75 hard. This was the hardest weekend. My wife was in the wedding. And so I had to like roam by myself, really. No, I stayed sober. 
I, it was the hardest day of these 63 days that I've done it, but we got through it. I got both my workouts in somehow. We were there the whole weekend. I had to get up at like 7 a.m. when everyone else was sleeping. It was it was a mess, but nonetheless, we powered through. And uh, But that's enough of that, all right? We have, we have big NHL 23 news to talk about as EA, I believe on Thursday um, or Friday, it was Friday, I think, uh, released a screenshot of the team builder cards that two of uh, the Eastern Conference team builder cards that we will get to choose from in the pre-order pack. Uh, if anyone is watching this on uh, release of uh, release day of this video uh, or the or the podcast, uh, you have until the sixteenth midnight. So like the fifteenth, you want to have this done by uh, because if you do, if you pre-order that in time by the fifteenth. You get to choose two of these 84 overall team builders that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But they gave us the Eastern Conference one. I can only assume Monday. We're going to post this on Tuesday. Uh, we'll get the Western Conference one. But we're going to go over the Eastern Conference ones and uh, give our thoughts on it. You know, we, we've got some we got some info right off the top. Uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it, I'll throw, I'll throw it up here. But uh, right off the top, 84 overalls. So these started at 85. These are the cards that you had to collect like a certain amount of um, each team. And then you would get the team's representative uh, like you did this year. I, I would assume it's going to stay roughly the same. But uh, they started at 85. So we've got confirmed lower overalls. So I, we've talked about this before, Castle. I don't know if that really helps that much. I think a build system is still helps progression uh, far more than doing this and lowering overalls would but give me your thoughts so far on what you think of a, if, if, if lowering the overalls will really help it's going to help a little bit it's okay. going to delay that progression creep i think um if it delays it it'll be delaying it by a month right so if we instead of having 99s in april maybe it's may mm -hmm. does that increase the life cycle for some of the more hardcore players maybe maybe not i don't think so i still think me and padre if we once we get bounced from gwc we're likely leaving the game for the summer. Um, so it's not where I want it to be if they do lower it, but it's I, I guess it's a step in the right direction. No, absolutely. Now, Padre, early on, you were someone who's stingy with your coins uh, and terrified to make a lineup decision because you'll be in my you'll be in my text message every night being like, yo, should I get this guy? Um would you like giving the list? We'll, we'll take a look at some of them because we actually have. There's actually some of the overalls, uh, the 84 overalls. Some of the cards actually have 84s in NHL 22, so we can get a kind of get a glimpse of these. Uh, when early on in NHL 22, did you do any of the team builders? If so, which ones? And do you plan on doing these again, knowing how the progression went this year? The, what were the ones in this year in the beginning of the year? Foot, I couldn't remember man. who they foot, were. Foot was it, bro? He was yeah, the so, okay. Yeah. So foot, I got foot. It just took me a little time to get foot compared to some people. You know what I mean? Did you? I don't think you spent like five hundred or a thousand. Yeah, like we, we, we did. Yeah, so, dude, I, do you remember when? Because we got the game early. That's like one right. of the only perks of being a game changer. We got the game early, and me and Kesso, because there was no ten hour window for game changers, dude, we grinded the market to try and get all like four nineties. Like we a spent money. Like it was the only way to do it because there was no way to get enough coins. That's the problem early on is that like you can these cards will be cheaper, but like you have no coins and there's no real ways to acquire them. So I, I think early on we haven't seen what the '90s will be. Right? These are just the '84s. But I'm trying to think back. As I don't know if you remember what '85s. How many were really usable? Like they were all bad. Like, I think I James think. Neal was. Oh no, he ended up being bad. But I remember him. Was and, he? He was the Vegas one, right? Yeah, he was the Vegas one. 
And the Blues was back, as I remember that. Yeah, Padre, you used you used one or two of them, I think, and you liked somebody. I can't remember. It, it's it was so long I ago now, it, but I don't know if it'll matter because I think they, we would just trade these in right away. Like, you and know what I mean? don't don't forget, you guys got top two in squad battles last year too. Oh, dude, beginning. the squad battle hack. That was. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping to repeat my oh, yeah, uh, championship run. I've learned my lesson that if I get the game, whatever, it's going right into squad battles. You guys year. are gonna be battling like one and two. <laughs> just keep refreshing back and forth. No, yeah. so um, yeah, so I, I, in terms of the overall in the eighty fours, is we lost Kesso's camera. There we go. I think yeah, he's there back. we go. All, All right, Kesso has a new camera, by the way. So anyone in the comment section hey. that's watching the video, how much better does he look now? I think it's great. But it keeps timing out a little bit after. Uh, I don't know. I got to figure something out. Yeah, if yeah, we'll deal with it. Um, but I think it looks good. The um, the eighty four. I think the progression in terms of just the overall. I don't know how much it'll help. Um, I think it's a, I don't want to say it's a lazy way, but I guess in terms of their ability to change anything, this is probably the only thing that could help with progression because we've talked about Hut in terms of hockey ultimate team. It's like one of the only things that, one of the only ultimate team modes where it's just really, really rough in terms of uh, a progression. The game changes so drastically compared to other games. Like MLB can still survive. Like, I, you know, at 99, you can either hit a curveball and lay off a changeup in the dirt, or you can't uh, right. in MLB. In hockey, when speed goes up to 90 in the high 90s, the entire game does not feel like it is at launch. So I'll be curious I'll to be, see. Go ahead. I'll be honest with you, too. With these, I wish they would even go lower. Because if you think about some of these guys that were that are in this list, these guys are third and fourth line players, mm -hmm. some of them, and they're also second and third pair defensemen. So if you think about it, like, I'm trying to think last year, I think, let's just use Patrick Kane. I think he was an 86. I think in the yeah, beginning. It was close. His yeah, goal, I think it was 86. I think his goal card was an 86. Patrick Kane from an 86, so let's just say like Tomas Plakanic. Yep. Like an eight, a two overall difference. No, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But, I, but I'm saying his base card, right? Yeah. So what I'm hoping is like, it's all, but I, I get they're trying to entice you to to want to do it at the same time. So it's kind of tough, but that's where we'll, we'll talk about it in a few minutes. Maybe having some sexier names that are more recent. I agree. Maybe relevant. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of yeah, I agree on that for sure. I think I think the uh, the one thing that needs to be brought up is that the team builders that they're using, like with the list, we'll talk about the names in a second. But like even just the overalls, because we know it'll happen with like the alumni guys are so slow, and maybe they yeah. maybe they've taken that into account. Maybe they've realized that the content team seems to be a little bit more hip to this kind of stuff now in terms of gameplay with Hawk and Moose now being the the, the content guys. Um, you. It's like they're being made and they're just whatever because you know they're going to turn them into 90s. But not everyone is going to be able to, A, make enough to get a 90 overall. This helps for sure, the pre-order bonus. But it'd be way better if these were usable. And then if you cash them in, they're already untradeable. You got to keep them. But maybe and at the launch of the game, everyone would just have an entire team of team builders. But who's to say? Let's uh, let's talk about some of the choices. All right. So, I, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I get it's the lowest rung of team builders, so I have hope because um, the one thing that when it comes to the content for EA is the MSPs and some of the cards that are chosen are often ones that aren't as popular overall because they'll get those they'll they'll get their cards eventually. We we say this about like McDavid and, and Matthews for the most part. 
usually they don't receive a lot of MSPs or special cards because they're going to get prime times in team of the weeks and they'll just go up automatically. So they highlight guys like Eric Branstrom. <laughs> we have to, we have to bring up Eric Branstrom every single episode. Um, so I think these team builders are awfully like that as well. Like out of this list that you see, uh, Kesso, do you think any of them actually, let, let me ask you this first. Kess, we'll start with you. What do you think a team builder should represent? Give me the type of card that you would want to see as a team builder. For this level of team builder, right? The yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah. Even, just I in general, see, even just in general, yeah. when you think team builder. Um, it should start fan favorite to icon in the franchise. Okay. Um, Hall of, like the final one should be a Hall of Famer, like primarily played their career with that team. Maybe number They're retired. known for that yeah, right. So, like, if you have a Mike Madonna, right, it's not going to be a Red Wing one. It's yeah. going to be the the Dallas Stars. Um, so that's sort of my thing. What about uh, what about you, Padre? What do you I like? Think about, what do you think about uh, in terms of team builders? Like, what do you think? Um, I'm kind of on the same page with Kesso on that. I I kind of feel like it should be, and this is something you could do to maybe get the community involved. If you're going to do okay. fan favorite, maybe have a vote for oh. four different. You know, four different, and you could do an era of, let's say, the 2000s, early 2000s, 90, I don't know, something like, you know, just something to get the community involved and maybe get them excited in the beginning of the year. Like, we've done fan votes before for Team of the Years, so why not do something like that for this? I was thinking about this. For the lowest rung, I think it, I think when it comes to what what I think a team builder is, it, it, I think you guys nailed it. Like, guys that were, like, that, that were, that had a team built around them. Or were just mainstays, um, but at launch of the game specifically, because you know that these guys, a lot of them, are going to get other icon cards throughout. What about because it's the very launch of the game, like rookies, because they have such low cards going in, and it would give them like exciting, usable cards early on. If like the Detroit Red Wings was you know, an 84 more at side, or if he wasn't an 84, I guess you'd have to, but maybe these guys have extra synergy slots or maybe zone abilities, that kind of thing. Like that might be a, an alternative too. Like I think that seeing rookies would be pretty cool out of this list though. Uh, Padre, we'll start with you. Do you think any of these represent a team builder for their team? So we're doing the Atlantic division. I take it. Yeah. We'll start with the Atlantic. Um, yeah. I think like Wade Redden for the Senators is the best one from the Atlantic. Yeah, from from my standpoint, I just feel like, you know, he he was a stud back in the day for the Senators. A lot of people forget that, and just because he kind of at the end of his career with the Rangers fell apart and was ended up in the AHL. But um, dude, that yeah, I, I would say the Rangers <laughs> in the AHL, dude. Like, dude, I remember that jersey. There, there's a guy that had jersey that was like six five and like broke like this whole contract. Well, and then the funny thing is, is he ended up playing for the Blues after that. Yeah, she played pretty good for us. It, it was it was kind of funny. Um, yeah. So I, I just wish it was somebody like you know more of like a fan favorite, like we were saying. I don't know, or like rookies. We've also talked about. I don't know if there's a way maybe ever to do. We've talked about the evolution players. I don't know if there's ever a way where we could do something involving the Evos possibly in the beginning of the year too. Like that would be cool. Yeah, with I mean, just, um, like, just the trade ins, like like yeah. I, I, again, I think that like. Thomas Placanic, I don't mind for the for the the Canadians just because like during his era he was kind of like turtleneck. Yeah, the turtleneck. Yeah, like but he, <laughs> during that era he was like a mainstay right after Koivu was was done. Yeah, but I mean Saku Koivu would I mean like that would have been a team builder like in my yeah. opinion that that would have been a much much better one. Um, but yeah, some of these choices like 
I don't think Anton Strawman is a lightning. No, I don't either. I think of him more as... I'm, I'm tripping Canuck. No, he, he played for the Leafs. He had, he spent some time with the Jackets. Am and I then tripping? he went was to he not the a Bolts. No, he never was. I don't think he ever was a Canuck. You know, here here's one thing, though. Hypothetically speaking, if they did something with, like, Evo cards for the very first one, what if they made it a thing where you either have to trade it in or you can kind of hold on to it? it. And, and gamble. Oh, and gamble. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're kind of, you got to roll the dice or you have to, you know, just make you think a little That'd bit. Not cool. just, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking of something like fun like that. But I mean, like the least, like a lot of kids play this game. Not a lot of old guys I play this game like us. So I don't even know how many kids know who Wade Redden is. And that's, that's sad. That that's scary to me, right? <laughs> yeah. So, old. so, so me hand from the Sabres and Dave Keon, who obviously least fans know he's, he's a, like a legend. Yeah. It's, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of, you kind of need somebody different, I think, than those kind of guys. And Kyle Quincy was a band-aid for the Red Wings for the most part. I mean, yeah, so. Yeah, like Kyle Quincy, <laughs> man. Like he made it, it, he made it in here. That one's pretty, pretty incredible. Even Chuck Kobasu. Okay, maybe I'm tripping on this one too, but I think of Kobasu as a flame. A flame. Yeah, okay, we're too. on the same page here. All right. I yeah. think you 100% think of him as a flame. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Metro. Uh, I don't believe Scott Hartnell was in the game. So I think he is might he a new be, addition then? Uh, he might be a new addition to the like obviously he recently retired. He was but I, I don't believe yeah. he was in the game uh last year. Um so like I think that, that A, that's a nice cool that they put him in the game. But I guess I think Hartnell as a as a flyer isn't terrible. Uh Ruth Salanen, say, like I like I don't know, like I don't <laughs> think you know like, I don't I don't at all think I think of him. Uh, Chris Clark for the, uh, Capitals. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a, I'm not a Capitals fan. I don't, I actually remember him ever. I, like, I, 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 you know, what's weird about that. Like I, he was on the team, like prime of the OV Crosby rivalry. Was he? I, I, I believe so. Yeah, he was. Correct. Yeah. I, I barely, re- I don't remember him either. I don't he remember actually, him at he all. actually had he actually had a few good seasons for them where he potted like 20 and 30 goals. And then from then on, it was just downhill. He never scored more than 10 goals after that Okay, for the, for the caps. And, and he was more of just like on like a fourth line, you know, third line grinder type thing after that. But I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll say this. Cause last year when the team builders went along, right. And we kept we, the nineties, the nineties for the most part were kind of like, I agree with Adam foot as a, as an avalanche team builder. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And Dan Foose was the sharks um I, I he was like my first favorite shark he, he was still on the team my very first that's season. a cool one for you it was cool it was cool but i don't I, right. again i don't know how much of a Tessa, what do you think about yuri slager yeah. for the penguins yeah. you being a pens fan so um yuri slager was like top pairing defenseman whenever i first got into hockey right right he was always the scapegoat on it like he wasn't good like that, those were the years <laughs> where amazing offense like really bad defense so that, that's just because how they were built right um he would be way better here especially just capitalizing on like the chicklets podcast like he's super popular right now um have him in there as an 84 for a team builder right like even that, that or cool. that'd be cool you know there's some other players but yuri slager was like a real like weird one for me to see that one that one's danico i don't mind i think like danico for the devils isn't bad that's another one though i think where it's like he played in the 80s and 90s i, I don't think like I, I think he fits that description, but I don't I don't think a lot of the younger people would remember. It looks like 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 I said, I think putting rookies in, I don't think you could do it later on for team builders. 
I think that's why as an 84 would work so well because like they're just 84s and a lot of the younger guys either if they get a base gold card it's not going to be that high I mean maybe cider but you could go with Raymond I don't think Raymond will be an 84 this year um RJ Umberger for the for the Blue Jackets I don't mind that one but again like he wasn't you know it was you know maybe Rick Nash will be with nine the 89 assuming that they go up by five again um, but I hope what I, the one thing I do hope is that as it went along this year, the team builders, like when they got to like a 98, like Pareko, like it like didn't make any sense. Like those uh, ones were so, yeah. you know what I mean? Like those were for fun. It sound, it seemed like the yeah, way they were doing it. it you know it, what I mean? So then like the kids that were playing the game after GWC could just run around and crush people with Colton. Exactly. And yeah. I, my thing like i don't know it's hard to know too like who they have access to for alumni and icons so it's like we it we you know we could be like oh we could have this guy that guy the problem is you don't really like us know who they actually have the rights to that's the one thing that's yeah that's another thing for sure sillinger uh i remember trading for him like all the time in gmo because he was always traded in real life i think i'm almost positive he has the nhl record for most teams played for that's my favorite one because so far I don't know the other team because yeah, we don't I think he'll be a, yeah if, if he's a beast on the faceoff dot like he should be then that will be like my favorite one yeah out of these ones like you, so let's uh I did pull up there is an 84 RJ Umberger so we can kind of get a sense of like what it what they'll look like speed mm-hmm. uh for RJ Umberger 80 at 84 overall is 84 acceleration 83 and agility 84 so like the one thing I'll say about these 84s is I want them to be a little usable because if they're just set fodder it just i I hate that precedent that like everything is just like you pull a card and it's like okay it can go into sets to turn into collectibles whatever i like i would love just more like being excited to use that individual card and maybe some people will like offline players that like are you know are hyped to, to pull guys for your favorite teams and whatnot but usually i'll say this about team builders like so far the defensemen have been like the valuable ones because Early on in the year, I guess, I mean, we talked about last year, like, I, Adam Foote was, if you do, like, favorite cards throughout NHL 22, based on the time frame when you got them, obviously not, and the value they returned, like, Foote was one of the best all year Yeah, Foote was the best defenseman, like, at his time, right? It was, like, a three-month to... thing. Like, he was still on my team, I think, at the end yeah. of December. Like, so... He, he was so much faster than, like, most... That's the thing. So, defensemen to... at the beginning of the year, because... <laughs> They have to knock down something to make up for the fact that they have high defensive stats. Like, speed, shot, and and then, like, the defensive stats, it's very rare early on in in, in NHL and HUT, right? Like, for the for the overalls for defensemen. Mm-hmm. So finding one that has that all is, like, super good. I'm just curious if, like, I hope they raise the speed on these guys a little bit. Not just team builders, but, like, the old icons, man. Like, they're so hard to use early on, right? Yeah, because every single year I want to use Brett Hall. Uh, unusable <laughs> a week the you can use him in a like, week the first week basically for a week yeah because he has like 82 speed but his shot goes in from anywhere yeah but you're yeah. not and then getting there's always the random though. ones yeah there there's a lot that will have like 95 acceleration and then like 87 speed or like vice versa yeah no i agree all right let's do uh let's 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 pick a couple if we were to pick our own uh padre pick a team and then pick Give me a team builder that you think would work for the 84. So, like, these ones, obviously, I think we have to keep in mind that, like, maybe they have the big guys saved for the 89s and the 93s or however far they go. So give me a good 84 that you think would be a better selection for one of these teams. So I'm going to take out, just because we're talking about Yuri Slager, I'm going to take him out. 
and I think a better penguin, maybe Kester, you'll tell me I'm wrong, would be like Darius Kasparitis. That so he'd be a great one, or even like a Pascal Dupuis. I was about to say Dupuis. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. Like I, I so I Padre. Because I was trying to replace stuff. You're saying Kasparitis would be a great. Kessa was bee booping for me, so sorry if, if the audio is a little messed up. Is bee booping? It's all right. Say it again, dude. Oh, I was just saying. Um, originally, I was just going defenseman for defenseman, like Padre did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, thinking, you know. That, but, yeah, yeah, you guys go ahead. I, I think, don't know why. I think Dupuy. Uh, I think Dupuy would be a really good one because he was still integral during those like the, that cup run, and was a really big part of that team. I I I actually went back and like looked at the team builders because I forgot which ones they were in the beginning of the year last year, and I did Kessler first because I was we all I think we Everyone all thought did. Kessler was gonna be sick because and I remember Kessler was the one guy that told me he's like bro I think I think Kessler's broken because he wasn't in he was still in the game but he was so low because. Of his, of his injuries with the Ducks. Yeah. And I, I really do believe you guys were onto something when you yeah. guys were like, yeah, he, I think he's low because his card stinks, his base card. I remember being so disappointed because it took me so long to get Kessler. Yep. And I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. I do all this work to get Kessler, and this is what I get. <laughs> he was one of the all-time worst value cards. I think him and Yager, the beginning of the year. Yeah. It was like they were pulling their silver cards or something. Mm-hmm. It was, literally. And then Bedard later on in the, in the, in the year, too. So it was Jal- like Jalmerson. I remember Jalmerson was one of the 85s last year. I bad. liked, yeah. yeah, I liked, I liked Jalmerson. I think even Nick Schultz was like kind of quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Dubinsky had good draws. I'm like looking at a few of the guys in the list now from last year that I remember being, and that Michael Pavanka was good for the caps. Oh yeah. Pavanka was random. Like I had like, a, because I, I, I do like the thing where I spent a lot of money early on at the beginning of the year. Um, like I didn't have any of them on my team basically because I was just trading them in for the '90s. But I remember Neil specifically, unless I'm thinking of 21. No, it was 22. James Neal was the cap was the Vegas one, correct? Yeah, he yeah. Was Vegas okay, one. he looked good. Was awful for me. I remember him being like my first card that like I didn't like because I didn't get Kessler because I took Dan Foose. But even though I was like Kessler looks like the better card, there was there was something wrong with that card. Like I don't care what they say. Like there he was. Oh, for sure. That was the silver card with the card art on there because he. The most noticeable thing is you when a player can't catch passes. That's their offensive mm-hmm. awareness. Like at anything over like eighty offensive awareness, like you should never see a bobble of a puck. And I just think. It was bad. <laughs> I think it's funny when you got to like 21 and you have Taze again and Housley and then this so you got random. You got Pareko, Bukestad, and Stu Grimson. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. They went so weird on that. Like this, what a difference. Kazo, <laughs> pick pick one and then give us like a different a different choice that you pick. Florida Panthers. I'm gonna go Ole Jokinen. Yes, I think that's a good one. I think that I think that's a really really good one um for sure i'm gonna go with the toronto maple leafs and while i think dave keon is actually low-key one of the better op like better like that made sense for this like what about um if, if you didn't want to do doug gilmore but like steve thomas like from yeah. that like i feel like he, that that era of like leafs never gets any attention what about the Islanders, like Jason Blake? Yeah, dude, 40 goal scorer, Jason Blake. Yeah, dude, 100%. Like just something, I don't know, I'm just thinking of like our childhood. Yeah, dude, oh, man, I feel like that could go on forever. The, the Sean Hill one for Carolina, that one too. I Is there a goaltender in these? I don't think they put There's a goalie in. Yeah. They never do, I don't think, either. Which is funny because like they, that means they know. Like They know we yeah. won't use them. It's like, right. oh, they're like, okay, yeah, we just won't even throw it in, so... 
Uh, all right. Well, that, that's enough. I mean, we did a long talk on these. We'll see what the Western Conference ones has. And again, I, the how about, we'll touch on the card art. I actually don't mind the card art. I hate the headshots. Um, but I, I again, I don't know if they'll ever be able to go to something more than that. Um, one thing I will say, I would love it if these 90 and aboves had master set card art. I think that would be so huge. Because they're so hard to get they, and so expensive. They kept the same card art throughout. Yeah. Right. They didn't give masters at all throughout. So like I hope I hope that we we see like an improvement in that for sure. Um all right, guys, let's uh, let's move on to uh, – we'll talk about some eSports. Again, we're waiting for more news for NHL 23. Let's talk about some eSports. Our uh, couple guys in the community, myself included, uh, Saphir put together um, like a ranking system, I guess, of, of NHL competitive players as we get into the beginning of NHL 23. And I think this is always interesting for the community because uh, everyone loves to argue. But it also gives you a sense of like where they are in the landscape. So there's five people that came up with a list of 15 guys, and we all ranked them 1 to 15, and then they got a point value depending on where they were. So like first got 15 points, essentially. So uh, we can we can talk about uh, those rankings overall. Um, I'll read them real quick, just and then we'll, we'll touch on them. So this is the the. Con- the- Combined group, not my own, but the combined group's rankings was number 15 was Josh Fearless. And again, we'll touch on all of these in a little bit. Kesso was 14. Nippin' Biscuits was 13. That's a tough one. Uh, Sap Alien at 12. Uh, Own the Blue at number 11. Duncan Demon at 10. Canadians at 9. Junior Pens at 8. Saphir at 7. Uninstall at six, Geimer at uh, five, Jose at four, Polgs at three, Granite two, and Regs at one. So after you know the first like six or seven, we got basically the GWC guys. And I think that something that we need to remember, at least when I was doing this, is like power rankings take a lot of recency bias in, right? So it's not the fifteen in a row that I would bet on if I had to like bet in between two. So let's start. Uh, let's start, Padre. Um, Give me the one that stands out that you think is way off or that you would change. Um, I would say Josh at 15 just because he got banned, and I understand that's why he's 15. Yeah, that's I've, why he's 15, I've, yeah. And I've said this for years, honestly, or not for years. I said this all last year. The top four are the top four, and then the rest are a conjumbled mess. Like, it's just – it could be anybody, and, and from five to 15 for me. I can see anybody beating anybody. Um, I've – there's, it's really hard for me to be like, oh, like Duncan Demon's number ten. When I could easily see Kesso be Duncan Demon yeah, in a series. So you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not like, it's not. I don't think there's a huge like gap between each of those really. Um, and it's tough because there's not a lot of tournaments. There's the tournaments that they have had recently have been really. I don't. I don't want to say bad formats, but they've been really long, <laughs> like on Saturdays. Long, yeah, and, and at the wrong time of the year, kind of when it's kind of dead. Um, but I will say. Uh, I will say if I had to add somebody to the rankings, I don't know if you know if you want to hear that, but sure, add somebody to the rankings. I would say AK11, and I did see. I told you this when me and you were talking on the phone a few days ago yeah. about this. And I said I think AK. I don't know where he'd fit in the top fifteen. I think all those guys are good players, but AK I feel like gets severely underappreciated because he's out guys. in the west west yep. coast, right? But I saw him play Gren a few times this year and a few other players in that Tampa tournament and beat him and really give him a run for their money, and he's really underrated i don't think he gets a lot of attention because he hasn't like you know done anything in a tournament per se to like win one or whatever but you know it's he's a good player i think that could belong in there but there's so many good players that could belong in there honestly i i agree with that for sure i think that i'm not gonna lie there used to be 
going into this year, for example, it was like Rags, Gren, Pogues at the end of last year, and then like Josh was like the four, and then there was like kind of a gap, and then like I, I agree with you, like in a best of three, like it's like these bunch of guys that could beat each other, but then there was a four. I honestly think Rags is one, and that he's an island. I don't know if yeah. Kessel, you agree, but I think yeah. That- am I still be booping? Uh, right no, now you're, you're good. good. I'll let you know. Don't worry about it. Just oh, okay, through. cool. Yeah. So let me yeah let me add in a couple things here. Um, I think I don't think I should be on this list. I didn't even play in any tournaments besides GWC this year. I think Although, I should be on this list. Uh, yeah, I see, someone's got to be <laughs> yeah. from here. I know, right? Like, I mean, I, I think I'm definitely I, I could beat a few of the people ahead of me, but I don't think I should be on this list. Um, I get why Josh was so low. Obviously, he's better than most people on here, but yeah, uh, if you can't play in anything, what is there to rank? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> That's kind of what kind of the thought. Yeah, yeah. There. I, I, I don't know about Nippon's placement. I don't know if it's too high or what, just because I think he's going to probably too high. I think Sap is way too low. Um, if we go back to GWC, he barely lost to Jose um, in like a 50-50 series. And, him. And, and And I'm still like, Geimer impressed me against Gren. Uh, no doubt about it. I, I think if I think there's five to ten people from the community that if they had the same route slash bracket, that they would be in that five spot. For GWC, too. Um, yeah, just in general, right? Like it, it's always just based on on bracket. Um, I, overall, it's it's pretty accurate. Do you do you agree with like the the regs on an island by himself now? Gren's like in the next. Yeah. It, it's not close. Like Regs is—he's the best. I'll say this: I think Regs is in the bracket by himself, and then it's Gren and Polgs, and then there's another like tier jump, like break kind of thing. I I, I don't agree with that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would the say next I, tier is. I would say it's Regs, then Gren. Right? They can be in their own one and two. Oh, you would like, have Regs. Them- I would have Regs in his own. I would have Gren below in his own. And then I have the next oh, one is a, okay. a jumbled mess. Because I think Cad is probably as good or better than anybody else. He just didn't play a lot of 1v1 this year. Yeah. And I think year too with weaker competition. Yeah. I think he's a great player. I, I think Cad. I don't know. I think with Cad, I don't understand this Cad, and you're going to listen to this Cad. You need to play <laughs> the game when people are playing the game. Yeah. So when you're cleaning up the Gamer Saloon chat box on July to August every year, and you're going like a hundred and zero and making yeah. plenty of like money, why aren't you doing this when the game is relevant? Because he, I, everything every year, I hear this. Oh, Cad doesn't have a hut team. He didn't play hut. Oh, Cad doesn't. But he's on the game. He's playing sixes. He's playing threes. He's doing other things. Cad, get off Gamer Saloon in July and whatever and put it towards, you know, the meaningful yeah. time. Because I always said Cad has the ability, you know, to, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I've always thought he could go a lot further than, you know, most people realize. It's it's funny because, like, every year that I've been covering GWC and, like, NHL Esports as a whole, and uh, for anyone that doesn't know these guys, like, pay attention. I think even if you're not interested in NHL esports, it's fun if you like match up with them. You know, like I think that yeah. I think it's I think it's good to shine a light on NHL esports because I honestly think this year will be the best NHL esports that we'll get maybe ever, but at least the best that we we are going to have um, up to this point. But uh, it, it's always fun because I remember when Polgs, I used to play him all the time, and I'd actually be able to take a game off him. Like this is like NHL 19. Like, and then they, you see like these kids that just like ascend, right? So like it was pole or it was Canadians in like NHL 20 and then like 21 was Polks 22. I'll say this about Geimer. So I just did the Xbox event 
Xbox and Honda did an event. And Geimer was in the final four. And he played Gren. And he beat him. Like, beat him, beat him. Where I was like, and again, like, I that isn't that, I don't think Gren, I think Gren was either A, burnt out and hadn't played since GWC. Because it was like the worst I've seen Gren play. Um, but I was just like, if that if that's in the cards, then you have to like include him in like the next tier of like those guys. I think he's one this year that has definitely improved the most, and I think it's like confidence. This is gonna sound weird though. Early on, like when guys um you get their first big spotlight in GWC or NHL events, this is what I've seen over the last like four years. They're great in their own home, but then when the spotlight's on them, they can't close out games. You'll see like the the you know like the pizza up the middle because they get nervous that kind of thing, and I think the only way that you can fix that is just experience playing giant games, and I think that you do it enough like same thing with like Gren right like Gren Gren and Regs have played for the most amount of money of anyone that there is. In fact, they've done it three straight years at GWC. They have literally been the finalists of North America last, which is a feat in itself. That's incredible. So, like, I feel like they don't get nervous. I'm sure they do, but they don't feel it. It doesn't impact their game. And I feel like every year there's a kid who just, like, is slowly making it, and then, like, the next year he's, like, phenomenal. I'd love to hear this. Give me someone. Let's pretend there's no bands or anything like that involved would be the next, if Geimer is, like, the next one that kind of goes from Hut Hero to, like, eSports, like, good, good, really good player, who do you think is, like, the next one? Own the Blue could win next year if he plays. I agree. He probably could have won this year. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he's mine. I, I think he's he's right in that. He could be in that Gren tier. He could be in that Regs tier. Um, he gets in his own He gets to. in his own head. I think so. But, yeah, I think that comes with, like, experience. Like, I think that, like... Exactly. Yeah, I do see Bruins. Like, Ludmer's yeah. brother is going to be gross this year. And, like, mm -hmm. I... This is going to sound, like, dumb, too, because, like, I'm not on the level of these guys. But, like, I play them every once in a while, just going to, like, hut champs or rivals. And, like, I can tell the way someone plays, like, if they're going to be nasty at, like... You know what I mean? Like, if they have a good shot. Like, I can tell if someone beats me 5 nothing. Anyone can beat me 5 nothing. But, like, the way that they do it, like, I can tell, like, oh, my God, okay, this is going to be... Bruins is... Like he he is gonna be very 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 good. Uh, Own the blue. I'm curious too if like you know the the bands and everything. Like we'll see what happens um, if he's allowed to play. Um, outside of that, I think that uh, Duncan Demon too. Like I think he's already. Yeah, the I agree with that too. Better Delhi. Well, now he's going by Duncan Delhi because we told because me I, and yeah, you yeah, have hammered that nickname yeah. into the ground, and now he. I go. Why don't you just you work at Wawa? Yeah, you're, you're, you're making you're the you're making the cold cuts. You know, so I go lean into it a little bit, you know, like, yeah. and he's like, okay, I'll change my name to Duncan Deli. And he's just, he's one of those guys. I don't know. There needs to be like an adjective to describe this. It's these kids that can play 20 games in a row yeah. and their first game is just like their 20th game. And it doesn't phase them. We're like, and it's not because I've never been like this. Even when I played like more and I was younger, I would just get bored after like seven or eight games. I just, it just gets like boring. I get like burnout. And some of these guys have like some glitch in their brain. Yeah. Where they're just sweaty no matter what from one to twenty in a in a in a champs run and demon is that way he's like I just finished twenty champs games like Josh Freelis for example I'll go play twenty more you know what I mean it's, it's crazy, like what like, <laughs> it is it is wild all right let's uh you're way too early NHL twenty three GWC champion regs of the field <laughs> I'm gonna go Polgs I dude the way it's funny because like. Polgs had he he had a lot he dominated. Remember remember NHL nineteen Regs won everything, but he didn't qualify yeah. for GWC. He lost that like just 
insane game to qualify for NHL for the GWC, but he had won everything. This year, like Polgs did that. He won everything. But then he got the Exist. GWC, played Grant, and he got he got whooped. Whooped, yeah. And uh, I'm wondering if that maybe that experience, like we, we, we just talked about, like Castle. What do you think? I, as long as you don't be boo, I'll let you know. <laughs> right. Um. I I got the field. If I had to go with one of these people, it's so hard because I I it's like but it's always granite rags. It's so mm-hmm. hard. I hope it's um, not. as somebody who's been involved in GBC. I love the story, but they played three straight finals. I want to see. Someone. I want to see somebody different too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm picking on the blue. That's who I'm picking. If I'm picking play. whoever's taking a gap year. So if Polks <laughs> is taking another one, I go Polks because I love he I love Polks. He played the biggies all year. He texted me the other day and he's like, "I'm gonna grind more this year." I'm like, "More?" I'm like, "I thought you grinded more than ever last year." I'm like, "Is that even possible?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play more." I'm like, "Oh Lord, Polks." Right. We have a lot of guys that are listening that probably have no idea about NHL esports. So I want to transition to something. If you wanted, let's say. You took a gap year. Don't do that, by the way, <laughs> viewers and listeners. Do not take a gap, unless you truly don't know what you want to do, but don't do it for NHL. Um, if you were to be like, hey, I'm going to give it a shot to try and compete in NHL tournaments, what do you immediately start doing? Kesso, you have been in the GWC the last two years, so what would you tell people that they need to start doing to give themselves the best shot? Start watching um, my channel, yours, um tips mm-hmm. start watching uh and Rags um and go on gamersaloon.com deposit five hundred dollars play Grand and Rags and Duncan Demon for ten dollars a game expect to lose all five hundred dollars and then all of a sudden you'll be a top one hundred player it's guaranteed it's funny how we talk about that so like saloon is the site if you are looking to try if you are very good at the game and you want to test yourself against um, you know, the best people in the world that are playing for money. I mean, Padre and Kesso, I mean, Kesso literally paid for his college through it in the early 2000s um, or the mid 2000s. And Padre, you've lived on it too. Early. Yeah, it's kind of like early. Um, but yeah, like it's funny. It's funny how like that's a thing because like I think if you play Hut Champs and you go just by Hut Champs, you're never going to make that jump. Like if you can get top 20 in Hut Champs, let's say, right? Obviously, you're a great player. There's no denying that. Like, if you you are a very, very good NHL player, if you can get top twenty in champs. But there's a big gap between hut champs and going on a run in GWC. And it's funny, money games is like the common denominator. Like when you talk to everyone, like that seems to be like it. And do you think that it's a just the pressure and the fact you're playing great players? Like you'll just elevate your game. Like Padre, do you yeah. think that's it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's just playing with your own money and you know you could lose it. I, I'll say this, Kesso, maybe you would disagree with, or agree or disagree with me on this. I think where I had like my best, I don't know, like time of becoming like a better player was back when they had that college tournament on Virgin Gaming back in the day. And I know you played it real heavily. And it was kind of like lease gaming in the sense where you weren't really playing for money, but you were at the end where you were playing a leaderboard, but every game was free at that time but you had to keep playing games to like finish higher on a leaderboard yep. and by just doing that you were just grinding and grinding and grinding and then you were playing games where i feel like some of the turnoff with uh gamer saloon is let's say an above or like let's say a good player and he wants to become great and he wants to you know be a top player on this list they get on there with 
50 bucks and then they play grand they play rags they play josh and then they lose it all because that's very possible especially i mean it really is and then they feel defeated deflated and then they just go i'm done i've never come back to the site again and i think that's the biggest problem is getting rinsed like that and then it just discourages guys which is kind of why we go back to why rivals probably doesn't have a leaderboard and why everyone's a winner i like what kessler said about 500 because i honestly think that if you put in 500 and played 10 dollars money games which is kind of like the minimum that people will play five dollars for me i would play yeah like even if you could you'll get guys that'll play for 250 man like oh my gosh there's guys like cad would in july will play for 250 yes yes. so would josh (laughs) yeah exactly so I, i think i think that if you went in and you're like this is specifically because i want to become the like and into the next echelon by the end of that if you are not able to become a like top 100 hut champs let's say you've never gotten top 100 hut champs and by the end of that you will because like inherently you will just pick up what other people are doing you know what I mean? Like you'll be able mm-hmm. to pick up what they're doing, and when you get beaten so many times by like same kind of people or the same kind of moves, you'll go and practice it, or you'll like know what to look for. I feel like in the NHL games, because there's so little strategy, the ones the strategies that are ironed out, everyone knows, and you see a lot. And then you're like, "Hey, I need to figure out how to do this, right?" And I think that what Caso yeah. said about the the 500 bucks, it sounds ridiculous, but by the end of that, man, you are good. You will be Yeah, because good. you'll you'll make it last for a long time, right? It's not like you're going to play 50 games in a row. You're going to play 3 to 4. You're going to reflect on what you did, what you didn't. Maybe you record the games, you go back, you play some hot champs during the week. And then all of a sudden you implement that stuff. Maybe you win 10 out of 50 games. Who knows? I'll say this. I also th- don't do it before you're in division one. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna say preface. If you're going to play money games or, or even uh, think about that, I don't want someone in division five to be like, here, put $500 in. You probably will because you don't have like the, <laughs> you haven't grasped the concept of, like, of the game, like in its you know totality just yet. If I, if you can get to division one in hut, you're still a decent player at Hut, no matter what. Like people like joke about that, but if you can get to Division One, you're in the one top one percent of the game. And when you consider that, like you know, fifty thousand people play Hut, that's a very you know, it's hard to get into Division One, you know, for for a lot of people. So I think that if you can get once you get into Division One and Hut, and you can stay there, then consider that. But go ahead, Badre. I, I was going to say too, play versus because here's the thing: we can all be sixteen and four, not all, but you know, like if you're going to play on the site, you probably need to go at least seventeen and three in champs. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, if you play versus, think about what at the end of the year, what matters. Almost anybody that's a top thousand player could probably qualify for GWC yeah. to like just qualify for like the tournament. The big thing is getting to the next stage of the tournament, which is when you have to like play with your team. That's when you can get onto this top 15 list is you have to play with essentially versus players. Yep. So that's where I feel like a lot of these guys, if you look at all the names on the list, they all are good in versus too. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree with that. You don't see a lot of hut heroes on this list, as we would like to call them. You know what I mean? You're not seeing the game time squeaking on this list and stuff. <laughs> Let's no talk- his favorite stream sniper. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, the history of NHL esports. So if you guys don't know, the Game World Championship came in. This will be the sixth year of the Crazy. GWC, which is wild. Uh, came in in NHL 18, and it came out of nowhere, too, because I mean, there was nothing you know, um, up until that point. And it was basically a hundred thousand dollar prize pool, uh, tournament that uh, has been run by the NHL every year. And it is kind of turned into, it's made hockey ultimate team, at least for the, for the, the top end, basically the life cycle of the game, which I think is good and bad. But, um, you know, before that, let's talk about what it was like before, because it was, it was <laughs> wild in its heyday. So, 
Um, uh, we'll let Padre do it because I just don't, I think Kessel might be boop. So, um, <laughs> give me your give me your rundown of what it was like early on, like NHL nine and ten. So I'll go back to the old days of me and Kessel. We we used to go at it back in the day. We were like rivals. Our teams were rivals. I gotta find the and... clip of him at the Virgin <laughs> Gaming thing. I'll see if I can find that, dude. It's wild. yeah. Kessel is at the Virgin. So Kessel was more. He was he was more into like the one v one stuff than I was in the beginning. And where I met Kessel was in ESHL. And ESHL at the time was always, in my opinion, bigger than one v one. And the main tournament was in 09. Was it was the whole thing was to play at the EA Sports Studios against the PS three uh, team at the time. Wow. And the best and all the best teams were on the three sixty. And it was the big deal. And it's so funny. Like the the tournament uh, trophy is still there. It, it to is. this I've day, seen it's it. I've seen it in the in the in the uh, in the. And after that, there. they never did anything again. The one other thing I remember they did was they had them come to the NHL uh, store in New York City. Am I right, Kesso? And Dream Killers won the turn or won the uh, the best team, but that was it. And after that, it never did anything again. And it was it was really cool because back in the day, there wasn't a lot of tournaments like there is now where like we could all meet each other. Like I've met Nose Sleeves. I've met you know like different guys in the community through tournaments. You guys have met each other. It was that was like foreign back then. It was like this, you know, online people. You know, you didn't really know anybody, so that was like the allure of it. Was like, wow, I'm playing. I get to meet somebody possibly for my team, and now it's just all about money. And that's where like Virgin Gaming came along, and that's in Kesso. I mean, maybe you want to take it from there with Virgin Gaming. I played on there too, but you you ran Virgin Gaming pretty hard back in the day. Yeah, like I said, if any point I start bee booping, let me know. But <laughs> always good. in that, always in the background was Gamer Saloon and uh, World Gaming. Yep. Um, and then NHL 12, Virgin, the company owned by Richard Branson, bought World Gaming. And they threw, like, insane amounts of money just at eSports. Um, so the first year, NHL 12, uh, for EA Sports titles, Madden, FIFA, and NHL, there's a million-dollar tournament in New York. Crazy. Um, that you had to qualify through, like, an online ladder. Uh, the tournament was, like, they're so poorly... He's, you're bee moving now. Bee moving. Uh, <laughs> you're good. You're I know good. you're gonna. I, yeah. No, keep, you, keep, I know you're gonna say because I know you had to go oh, up, up screen, down screen. You were playing for the coin flip. Talk about. I know. I think you're good now. But talk about your coin flip where you were. Guys would have to practice going down screen. So like we play all year. Yeah. For people that don't know this, mostly everybody plays going up screen. So Always, yeah. when I would go to my friend's house when I'd play, and they know I'm good at NHL, they're like. Oh, we'll put Stewie on the uh, the down screen for two periods. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not that good down screen. They're like, yep. it's the same thing. I'm like, no, it's not, especially with the skill stick. Kesso, you can tell your story right now about how you got screwed kind of when you played out in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, dude, once you once you lose that coin flip and you have to go down screen. So, like, I still – I practiced the whole year playing yeah. down screen, right? Like, I would play money games only down screen. I wouldn't even go up screen. But it's still – it's not the same. No. It's just not. So, like, I lost in, like, the final 16 in Vegas. Guy had five shots, four goals. I still remember. Oh, I still no. remember just being so angry, man. But uh, it was best of one. That's tough. Throughout. It's best of one. Randomly seated. Yeah. It's crazy the I'm amount of money back then, though. You know what I mean? Because, like, like, that's so much more than what it is now, even for the GWC. I think... Um, the one thing like about how the GWC has gone, and I think it has been so negatively impacted from COVID and um, and just EA as a whole now because of the four separate consoles. Um, I'm curious to see. I think this year will be its best ever uh, in terms of just like how how it ends up. And I'm really excited to see how it goes. And I always like 
the casual players, like there's so many guys out there that maybe like don't watch Twitch, they don't watch YouTube, and they just play their buddies and they just get home and they just you know grind out a couple like hot champs games where they don't play. Dude, I guarantee there's so many guys that are just completely unknown that if they actually like put you know a good like month into it would easily just come out of nowhere. You know, like yeah, that- top shelf cookie. I remember being like, "Who's this, yeah. Maddie Ten? And he was just we because we could all see the brackets for the first year of, of uh, the GWC, mm-hmm. and you know some guys are getting some cakewalk runs, some guys are getting some you know tough runs, and I'm thinking, "Who's this, Maddie Ten guy? Well, he makes the land the first year, you know, what? he ends up. I'll never forget this. Rick Chell was like, "I got slapped by this guy. He, he wasn't even that good or something." Well, little did he know, the next year the guy's the world champion. It's <laughs> yeah. just, and and you kind of get you get your foot in the door. And you're kind of like, okay, like I see, you know, what this is. It's, you know, there, there's competitive players. And, and then he meets, you know, guys also like junior pens at the U.S. regional, John Wayne. And then he's like, okay, like, so you guys play on this website. You guys play here. This is who I need to watch on Twitch. And they learn. And then the next year, they prepare, like, uninstall, I feel like is a good example of that. You know, last year he was mostly a streamer, get good in hut champs. And this year he put the pedal to the metal. And now look at him. He, you know, he's he's winning tur- he's winning tournaments. He's going deep in tournaments. You know that kind of thing. No, exactly. I think like there's. I, I love the the one thing that I do really like about what the GWC did was when they added in. There's a there's a big uh, you know debate of like to go like the full competitive route. It should be versus in that sense, right. just because it's all even. But I think that for like the engagement, there's just no one that plays versus anymore for obvious reasons because there's no team building aspect things like that. It has to be hut. I love it when I loved it when they included it in the game because that opened up like for thousands of more people because it's just in game like you, you you can see where to sign up and then you just play the 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 leaderboard every week to qualify there. That was a huge big change for the GWC that I I really liked when it went to Hut, um, and I'm assuming that it would say the same again this year. Curious to see because there's cross matchmaking. I don't know how that's gonna play in. Um, so there'll be a couple things that'll be that'll be interesting, but I think that it will be the best year of it. And I think that again, if you can if you can get top 100 in Hut Champs, you know, even once this year, maybe not in the summertime, but like once this year, you should try just you know again. If you don't want to play money games, that's fine. But maybe just like hang around some of the bigger guys' streams. I think that one of the big things is like. I've told all these kids that they need to be streaming because they have such a, an easy advantage because people want to either watch people that are like entertaining or that are really good at the game. Because Kessie, you you taught you touched on it, man. Like go and watch these guys play. You'll pick up on some of their habits, not just the goals they score, but like how they break out, who they're controlling in their right. own zone. Like those are the things that you need to watch for. Who they're using on their team. Kesso, you know this with your runs. When you get to 18 and 0, 17 and 0, your viewers shoot up because people yeah. want to see you either A fail make it to 20 no or they <laughs> yeah, want yeah. to see you fail and throw your controller through the wall which yeah. i know you don't you don't do that but we know some streamers josh fearless <laughs> you know that will be gronk spiking their controllers <laughs> i will never forget before i knew really anyone and i just met Kesso, his first run in the gwc i got a picture after he got knocked out and it was his it was like the room of the the room where he was playing and it was like yo Kesso, how'd your game go big foothole like just <laughs> right in the wall like Kessel blamed, Kessel blamed it on henry <laughs> mild mannered yo just the most mild mannered guy but dude he lost the big ones and it just went right through the wall man. that's one of my favorite Kessel memories i wish i could find that picture because it would just be so funny to like post whenever you get mad at the game <laughs> dude um can you guys hear me yep. yeah you're good you're good that that game the the first one where my foot went through the wall 
I lost the vaporize. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He took the leading goal with two seconds left. It bounced off a shin pad, then bounced off a helmet, and then it landed on his guy's stick. I was oh, like, oh, man. Oh. I can't believe you lost a vape. That makes it way funnier. I didn't realize that. Doesn't it? Oh, man. I'm curious. Though. So I've been doing some work with the Raptors uh, 2K team, and obviously they have like the gold standard of esports, and it's not 1v1, right? It's 6v6. I would love to see both in NHL because there's always such an argument. Like, if it, like Sixers guys would be like, it should be Sixers, no 1v1. It's like, I would love to see just both because I think there's a landscape for both. Um, but, man, it'll be interesting to see over the next coming years of, like, if it takes off. And, like, because the 2K League is, uh, obviously, they have much bigger backing because basketball is so much bigger than hockey. That's what these kids need to realize yeah. in the sixes. It's not because the game sucks or the yeah. game's this or the game's that. Like, people always say that kind of stuff. Like, this is why the game can't grow because the game's – no, it's it's because it's the sport of hockey. Yeah. It's the fourth largest sports yeah. league. And you could even argue that UFC's coming up right behind it. It's close. Because, you know, people love UFC. There's probably more people in the North American landscape, now I'm talking about Canada, that know who Conor McGregor is than Conor McDavid. I'm and it's sure. not. And it's not because, you know – it's it's just the fact like it's it's what the money you know where the money's at it's, baseball or yeah. basketball and football will always be one and two and it's just it is what it is and that's where they get the money to be able to have the two K league and NHL probably won't have that mm-hmm. but you know the, the tournaments that they've been doing these teams and Slees you know this with the engagement they get that's probably the direction a lot of these teams are going because you guys have seen the Sixes guys have seen. They went from 1v1, they tested it out, and then they went to sixes because they got way more engagement. Sponsors like it more. The team, Yeah, the team-based events allow it to go multiple seasons. If for anyone that's looking to get into competitive sixes, not just 1v1, uh, go to League Gaming. It is pro- League Gaming will for always be like one of the most impressive things to me because of how well-organized it is. Like once you, get, once you find out about it, I feel like everyone that has played NHL finds LG and gets obsessed for at least a couple of seasons. And then it just like, you're like, okay, that's enough because it's like, dude, it's so serious. Like they, take what it- season are they on now? Oh, it's gotta be, I think it's gotta be in the forties on Xbox. And then I remember I got drafted in the first round, uh, on season five, no season six on PlayStation. And I would, I would be willing to bet they're in. The I like think the me 40s. and Kesso were some of like the inaugural LG players. Cause if you remember, Kessel, you might remember this. LG went from LG, and then people went to VHL, which is yeah. Virtual Hockey League. And then I remember being like, we should go back to LG. The site is so much better. Yeah. It's so much cleaner. It, it, you can go you know, track it through the game and everything. And Tris was doing such a good job of doing that. Because back in the very beginning in NHL 08, I know this is going way back, you used to use NHL teams and NHL players. So back then, everyone That's wanted so to get the, the Ducks and the Senators, yep. and you were player-locked like Danny Heatley and Alfredson and Spezza. It was, it was crazy, and those were always the best teams. But now it's, 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 just, it's crazy what Tris has done. And like for just having that site as a hobby, it's pretty unbelievable like how awesome it is. It's full <laughs> rosters, guys. Rosters of 16 players. You have an owner and a GM. You have a salary, like so. There's there's a bid where you get your salary, and like it goes against the cap. Everyone has a cap, and there's you start in this. You can start in the CHL, and you play out a couple seasons there, and then there's yep. a draft to try and get into the NHL. It is absurd. You get two games or uh, three games a week, um, you know, out of the eight that are there. So there's three lines oh. or nine. It, it's I and don't I, you worry. There is plenty of drama to come with it, too, because you got a oh, lot of yeah. owners and GMs that think they are real owners and Dude, GMs. That's what usually it ends it. <laughs> that's what it usually ends it. I'll never forget, I had an owner. His name's Jay Odie, and he'd bring us into the, the locker room, he'd call it. In the, Big in the Jay party. Odie. Big Jay Odie. He'd bring us in the party, be like, 
Uh, listen here, we're gonna have to let you go. I'm like, what, what is this? Am I talking to Ken Holland here? Like, it was unbelievable. I was like, we're gonna have to let you go. He's like, we're, we traded you. I'm like, okay, see ya. And then you go join the other Discord. Yeah. Like, oh, man. it was it was crazy. All right, boys. So we're uh, we're in the second week now of September. Uh, we should. We, there wasn't any confirmed dates, I don't believe, on the A presentation trailer, and I believe the the uh, what was it? What was the other one? The the game modes trailer. That it's. Dude, you know it's going to be a weak year of features when they throw World of Chell, Franchise Mode, Be a Pro, like, all into one, like, trailer thing, and Presentation gets, like, its own, like... It's going to be all gonna, It's all going to fit into a vine. That's how many features are added. <laughs> <laughs> it goes right in. It's a 15-second t- TikTok. Now that'll be it. I'll still find a way to make it a 10-minute video, I'll tell you what. No, I, but we're, I'm excited, because at least we'll get some new things about 23. Me and Kessa are... Uh, are a little bit more harsher. I think it's because we've been playing the game for a really long time, and I'm sure Padre it'll, Padre, Padre doesn't always have the the happiest opinion. We'll be we'll be uh, we'll be we'll pretend <laughs> to be optimistic for you guys, so that we're always not so down. But we are pretty critical, you know. I think that we have to hold EA to a higher standard at some point. Um, but yeah, the the presentation thing I will say for the guys that grind offline, and I do a uh, I do a franchise mode series every every year, and I actually do enjoy franchise mode still because it was like how I played the game, you know, when I was a kid, like all until like oh eight really when that was when online started. Um, they're adding in a lot of new stuff that makes it a little bit more immersive. So I think for that, uh, there's a lot of offline players still, so that's gonna be fun. I don't know what they're gonna show in that game modes one though, dude. I have like man they're gonna have that pr ready i'm sure bro because it it is gonna be i don't know i have no idea what they're gonna show in that so that'll be it that'll be interesting and and we're working in like ending the pod here a little bit but we're working on getting it on spotify and apple and oh yeah yeah, guys as you listen to this one you it should be up on spotify if it's not uh it will be by next week we uh we had a little bit of hiccup getting the audio version on that so anyone watching the video appreciate that but you should be able to go back to listening to an apple pod or spotify uh we'll get all that sorted out and make sure that you guys listen to our our actual hockey podcast that comes out on thursdays we've done two now uh the central division preview and the pacific division free preview and we're doing the Met- metro. metro division uh this week so <laughs> make sure you pay attention to that one if you're listening to this uh, it'll be out on thursday uh really excited about that and we will have some big guests that blow me away uh coming into the as we get into the uh, earlier launch of, of of nhl october um so i'm really really excited for that guys so anything else you guys want to add i'm i'm pretty good all yeah right, dude boys. i'm good all right good little chat fellas so thank you guys for listening or watching and uh make sure you follow down below there is some there are uh Kesso and, and padres uh twitters are down there so make sure that you guys check them out as well and uh we'll see you next week guys peace out as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 